Perfect. How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of Bear Down Uncut, the show where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, in episode number 181 of Uncut, we are back with yet another NFL mock draft for you guys. The draft is just three days away now, but this one has a little bit of a twist on it. What will happen if the Bears trade up? What could happen if the Bears trade down? We're going to be exploring both of those situations today. Switching it up a little bit, you guys have shown so much support on the draft content so far, especially the mock draft. So if you want more Bears content leading up to the draft and throughout the entirety of the 2022-2023 season, do us a favor wherever you may be listening right now. Do us a favor once again, drop a like, subscribe, follow, and we're going to be trying our best to bring you guys Bears content every day of the week. I am your host, Chris Malpe, joined by my co-host, Parth Shaw, for another mock draft. Parth, how is it going post-Little Five weekend down there in Bloomington, Indiana? A little tired. Um, you know, a lot, lot, lot of fun here in Bloomington this weekend, uh, as they call it, the world's greatest uh, college weekend. Um, it was a great time. Um, uh, it's my first little 500 here. Um, I was, I am a sophomore, but last year it all got canceled due to COVID and stuff. So it's exciting to experience the event in person. Um, and definitely excited for two more that I can attend as a student here. Absolutely. Uh, and hopping off those bikes and rolling right into the NFL draft. We've got a lot to discuss today. Uh, trading up and trading down. A lot of people want the Bears to trade down. I'm I'm pretty sure unless a certain small group of players uh, fall in the draft, no one really wants the Bears to trade up considering they only have, uh, I believe, six picks in this year's draft, two second-rounders, two sixth-rounders, uh, or two fifth-rounders, a sixth and a third. But, however, as I mentioned in the intro, we are going to be exploring all options today. So let's start... Uh, with Parse moves and what he did in terms of trading. His first move was a trade-up. He was the trade-up guy in this one. Uh, he made a trade with the Kansas City Chiefs, gave away the Bears' second-round pick, 39 overall, third-round pick, 71 overall, for the 30th overall pick, so the third-to-last pick in that first round. Parth also made a trade-down move a little bit later and acquired a pick that would be able to be used next year. He traded down one pick, I believe, in the fourth uh, in the fourth round no third round um pick 89 uh for pick 90 and a 2023 fifth from tennessee uh taking a look at what i did uh as we move on to me i was more so the focusing on trading down guy <clears throat> i thought i made a pretty good trade i used those same picks that park did 39 and 71 overall to add picks 54 85 and 127 from the New England Patriots, so added a second, a third, and a fourth rounder. But Parth, let's hop right into this. We have a lot to discuss, and obviously you're up first because you ended up trading up into the first round. I know Chris Olave is someone you wanted, but he continues to rise up these draft boards. You still ended up with a really solid talent at the end of the first round, Tyler Linden, Linderbaum out of Iowa, someone who you know I love at the center position. I think he's the most dynamic offensive lineman in the draft, but I'm going to pass it over to you. Talk to me a little bit about why you thought this trade makes sense and why Linderbaum was the guy. The Bears need to beef up the offensive line, um, and uh, I wanted to be aggressive with it. Like I said, I had to trade up for this guy. I didn't think he was going to be there at 39. Uh, there at, he would have definitely been taken a later first round. 
or early second. Um, and he makes a he would be a perfect fit for the Chicago Bears. Um, you know, he's the best center in the draft. Uh, the Bears do have a need at the offensive line position, I guess, positions. Um, you know, could, <laughs> anywhere you can help that offensive line. Any, help. Exactly. Um, it depends on how we want to line these guys up also coming into the year and what we feel comfortable with and what they feel comfortable with. And I feel like the Bears, even though they did, went after uh, Lucas Patrick, um, uh, offensive guard, center, and a tackle, who he played all three positions for the Packers. He heads over here to Chicago, um, and the Bears can right now play him at center. Um, however, if the Bears wanted to get flexible with it, you know, Tyler Linderbaum would be your center, and Lucas Patrick can play guard if he needs to, or be that swing offensive line and uh, be that extra sixth man if we need that. But you can make a big case for Linderbaum. I think he was one of the best players in the Big Ten, and uh, he would be a great addition to the Bears and help Justin Fields a lot. Justin Fields a lot. Yeah, Linderbaum would immediately become the cornerstone center in the NFL, and he's prone to have success uh, regardless of where he goes. Someone who's an absolute nasty blocker can get downfield and help in the second and third level. So all in all, I do like this trade-up. A lot of people want the Bears to go up and get Olave, but if for some reason uh, Chicago decides to move up, Linderbaum would definitely be an option uh, that I would be all for. So Going back to, obviously, the moves that I made, I traded away pick 39, so we're going to move down to pick 48 now where I chose Tyler Smith, an offensive tackle out of Tulsa. Some of you may ask, Chris, why are you drafting a tackle? The Bears have Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins. Uh, I do believe Jenkins will hopefully be the long-term answer there. Borum did prove to be solid in some snaps last year, but I think the Bears can get and use help uh, anywhere on the offensive line at this point. So I really like Tyler Smith. Out of Tulsa, he was the best value pick there for sure. Six foot five, three hundred and twenty-four pounds. Uh, he is a nasty blocker as well. Violent and powerful at the point of attack. Uh, he has strong grip and is able to push edge rushers uh, outside overall, and has great leg movement uh, to be able to jerk the interior defender uh, out of the gap. So overall, a very solid uh, pass blocker as well as a run stuffer, or excuse me, as well as a run blocker. Uh, overall, I think the Bears can use help anywhere they can get it. Amongst this offensive line, Tyler Smith made sense for me at that pick 48. Moving down to my next pick now, because my next pick comes before Parse, uh, I had pick 54 that I acquired from the New England Patriots. So still two second-round picks for the Bears uh, just a little bit later in that round. And uh, if anyone listens to this podcast consistently, you knew it was coming. Uh, here comes Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati, uh, someone who I went to high school with and was fortunate enough to grow up with. I think Pierce is going to be a stud and develop into a potential starter, uh, a very good one in the league. Six foot three, 211 pounds. Uh, he's someone who at Cincinnati during his time with Desmond Ritter played on the outside in that X position that Chicago is looking to fill after Allen Robinson left. Uh, so a great split end wide receiver that can come in and make an impact immediately. He had a 40.5 inch vertical jump that led the NFL combine a four, four, one on the 40 yard dash. Uh, he's mocked uh, middle of the second round to early in the third round, but he plays incredibly strong. He has a great catch radius. Uh, he's tough and he can work well in the middle of the field uh, and has some pretty good speed. So can sneakily def uh, beat defenders on the outside. Uh, all in all, I think Alec Pierce would be a great pick here 
Uh, and I really think he did, could develop into a wide receiver one in Chicago and come in and provide Justin Fields some much needed help. So wide receivers where I went with my second of two second round picks, uh, even though they were different than where the Bears are originally mocked to select with that trade down. Parth, we're going to pass it back to you now. This wide receiver definitely slipped a little bit down the board, it seems, uh, looking at your mock draft. But it seems like a lot of which ways that receivers could fall down the board this year. This is a player we made an entire video dedicated to last week. Uh, I'm sure you're excited about this one. But talk to me a little bit about your 57th pick, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Yeah, I was super surprised to see him there. Um, and as soon as I saw that, I was absolutely going to take him, uh, like me and Chris have said. He's one of our favorite wide receivers, if not favorite wide receiver in this draft. Um, his instant acceleration, um, uh, the way he can run after the catch. Uh, he, I mean, he in, back in 2019, uh, he averaged 17 yards per catch. Uh, and in 2021, he had almost 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns in 12 games he played. Uh, he's a red zone threat, deep threat. Uh, he's a threat in, down the field, middle of the field. He, get, he finds ways to get open, and the Bears need a receiver who can get open. Uh, his size is like the only question uh, about him that has made teams stay away from drafting him early, I would say. Otherwise, he, he runs a 4-4, um, but being 5-5 and 178, definitely, I can definitely see why he would fall because of that reason. Yeah, Dotson, uh, a lot of Bears fans are indifferent on him because they don't know if he's going to come in and make as big of an impact as maybe one of the other uh, incoming rookie wide receivers alongside Darnell Mooney, but Still a very talented piece nonetheless, and I think would be welcomed with open arms in Chicago. Let's move on to the third round now. Parth and I both traded away that 71st overall pick, but still made third round selections at 85 and 90th overall. I'm going to start with my 85th overall pick, uh, David Bell, wide receiver out of Purdue. I really wanted to go offense heavy in this one. Bell is a name that has continued to slip down the board, but we really saw him uh, proved to be a great target uh, with the Purdue Boilermakers as a volume target. So he has great releases uh, into the route. I think overall just runs really smooth routes uh, and can offer value working either from the outside or in the slot. So I think this would be a great value pickup at 85th overall. He may not be as flashy as some of the other names, but he still proved that he could get it done in college. If you take a look at the Bears right now, their wide receiver room might be the weakest on the entire roster, especially uh, with Byron Pringle deciding to uh, drive around and ride some donuts a couple of days ago. Uh, do some donuts, excuse me. But uh, <laughs> offense heavy is the way to go. I'm trying to do what Ryan Poles said, build around Justin Fields through the draft. David Bell made sense for me here at 85th overall. So two wide receivers uh, and an offensive lineman through three rounds for me. I think ideally if it lined up that way, I'd be pretty happy uh, on Thursday and Friday night. Parth, I'm going to pass it back to you. You went on the defensive side of the ball on this one. I would say uh, the two positions where the Bears have the most need defensively are probably linebacker and cornerback position. You went with a cornerback here, so talk to me a little bit about Jalen Armour Davis out of, Aub or out of Alabama. Excuse me, Auburn, Alabama, the Iron Bowl. It gets confusing. Alabama. Alabama. Um, yeah, Jalen Armour Davis was one of the top recruits in the country uh, coming out of high school. Uh, he won three out of four state titles in Alabama, and uh, he redshirted his freshman year at Alabama due to an injury, and then he was buried in the depth chart sophomore year, as we know how talented Alabama is. And uh, this this past junior year, he was able to get his star 11 starts, 
um, and he missed two games uh, due to a hip injury. But in those 11 starts, uh, he gathered himself to become a second-team All-SEC honors. Uh, he's only a one-year starter, uh, but, however, he's long, fast, talented, and he's played for Alabama, played against one of the toughest wide receivers in the SEC. And um, there, there's a lot of tools for him to become a really good player. Uh, he, it, it reminds me a little bit of Eddie Jackson's situation where Eddie Jackson was buried in Alabama due to injuries and had that one year where he was able to flash and the Bears took a chance on him in the fourth round. Obviously, Eddie's had his ups and downs here in Chicago, uh, but I feel like Jalen Armour Davis, uh, where we need a position of need, I think he'd fill that spot perfectly for us. Yes, adding more depth to that cornerback room once again, uh, especially here late in the third, you could find uh, a, a good potential talent still this late down the board. So, uh, adding to that defense is most definitely important. Going to the last pick that I acquired for my trade with the Patriots, uh, I ended up hopping into the fourth round. So I'm going to talk here a little bit about my fourth round selection, finally turning to, to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Darian Beavers, linebacker out of Cincinnati. This would be the second Cincinnati Bearcat that I take in this mock draft. 6'4", 237 pounds, originally started his career at UConn before transferring and joining the Bearcats. Uh, he was a finalist just this past season for the Buckus Award given to the nation's top linebacker. Overall, just made some great plays all over the field. He is big, strong, and physical. Uh, is able to slip a block incredibly well, get into the backfield, and get to either the ball carrier or the quarterback. Uh, also has very good recognition of play development uh, and also is good with his backside duties. If you put him on a tight end, if he has to run and cover a wide receiver in coverage, Beavers can get it all done. Overall, this pick made sense to me. I think he's someone who could end up making the Bears roster with the only two uh, real, I would say, locks at the linebacker position right now in Chicago being uh, obviously Roquan Smith and then Nicholas Morrow, who they brought in. So I think Beavers would be a great addition to Chicago. <clears throat> I said it in yesterday's mock draft with Jalen. Uh, Ryan Pace, even though he's not in Chicago anymore, was very good with a lot of these picks in rounds three, four, five, and six. So hopefully Pauls can pick up where he left off in that regard. Uh, now, ironically enough, taking a look at me and Parse mock drafts and how they lined up, our next two picks, our next two picks are exactly the same. Uh, so Parth, I'll take this one, and then you can take the next one. Uh, at round five, pick one forty-eight, we both took Smoke Monday safety out of Auburn. Ironically enough, I was tweeting about Smoke earlier today. I think he's a potential big play safety that the Bears could add on day three. Uh, and Monday, uh, if you take a look at him and some of his tape, he, he has one of the most fierce demeanors in all of college football. He imposes punishment near the line of scrimmage, loves playing in the box, and has excelled when he's put in that position. He could work a little bit on his coverage skills, but I do believe that this would be uh, a high or a low risk, high reward pick uh, on day three if the Bears could snag him at pick 148. Obviously, Eddie Jackson, uh, the only real safety they've got right now on the roster. I know they brought back DeAndre Houston Carson, but don't have much outside of that. So, Smoke Monday, someone who could come in. Uh, I think if he could fix a little bit uh, of his temper as well as get him going in coverage, I think he could pan out to be a really good safety in the National Football League. Surprised he's that far down the board, though, because he received some really good draft grades uh, and was mocked a lot higher earlier in this process. So next, going to pick 150, Parth, I'm passing it back your way. This is a player 
who I believe I chose in my mock draft yesterday as well with Jalen. He has also met with the Bears in the previous weeks. Talk to me a little bit about Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver out of Baylor. I mean, his speed jumps out to me right off the bat. Um, running a 4-2-8, 40-yard dash. Um, you know, he has potential to become a really good speed threat for the Bears. Uh, he was a kick returner for them as well, um, and uh, that's something the Bears can also use. Uh, he, he's... He's really good at 50-50 deep shots. Um, you know, he really sticks out to me. Uh, he's 6'2", 180. Um, he played for Baylor for a couple, uh, for three years, I believe. He's just, and um, I think he would be a perfect pick for the Bears in the late rounds as we're just looking to desperately fill up the wide receiver depth chart and uh, try to find Justin Fields some targets. And uh, Justin Fields is, once again, really good at f- finding guys in space and guys who can take it after the catch and uh Tyquan Thornton makes sense as he can do all excels at those things I think Thornton could come in and you take a look at his 6'2 stature and his 428 40 yard dash in the combine and be a deep threat that that makes an impact on day one uh his prospect grade from NFL.com was 5.97 which put him in there as an average backup or a special teamer that's how they would categorize him however With that speed, you've got to put him out on the field on offense. Taking a look at what you and I did in the earlier rounds, you'd assume the Bears would already have uh, Darnell Mooney in place as well as another rookie receiver. So throwing someone like Thornton out there, uh, getting him some deep shots, letting him use his speed most definitely makes sense. And uh, once again, I love that addition uh, that far down the board. So moving to our final two picks uh, in the sixth round, I'm going to start off by, once again, circling back to where I started with an offensive lineman, Thayer Munford Jr., offensive guard out of Ohio State. Uh, He is someone who actually has a grade of about a round four, round five projection, but he ended up falling to round six in this mock, so I had to pick him up. He's a four-year starter from Ohio State at the guard position, has experience both at left tackle and at left guard, uh, is well-timed in pass protection overall. Uh, and has good upper body power uh, to be able to keep uh, defenders away from the quarterback. So helping Justin Fields as much as possible. Once again, uh, in this mock draft, I know I chose, I believe, two defenders, but wanted to really zone in on the offense, get Fields some protection, get Fields some weapons. Even though uh, this far down the board, it's tough to make the roster. I think Thayer Munford has a lot of very good experience, could come in and maybe snag a roster spot and maybe surprise some of us because the Bears have found some really good offensive line talent late in recent drafts. I know Charles Leno, I believe, was a sixth or seventh round pick, uh, and they've they've had some success elsewhere. Uh, even with guys like Lachavius Simmons and Arlington Hambright, who aren't incredible, they've come in and make some decent made some decent contributions uh, when their names are called. So that is my reasoning for that offensive guard pick late. Parth, it's time for you to close it off. Uh, the Bears definitely do need to add uh, to the edge rusher position, getting rid of Khalil Mack. You'd assume that they would have their two starters in place there with Robert Quinn and Travis Gibson, but never problem adding some depth there. So talk to me a little bit before we close it off about Josh Paschal, I believe is how you say it, uh, an edge rusher out of Kentucky. Yeah, uh, you can never have more edge rushers. You know, when Khalil Mack was here, Travis Gibson was a great third guy to have whenever one of them would be hurt, either that's Quinn or Mack, or when we're just rotating pieces. And uh, he, this guy sticks out to me, Paschal. Um, we're saying it correct. Um, you know, he had 12 starts last year, uh, was second team All SEC, 
uh, with 15.5 tackles for loss, five and a half sacks. And he loves the game. Uh, that's the one big thing about him. Uh, he, he's a full-grown defender. Uh, I mean, if you look at his size, he's 6'3", 268. He's built like a strong D, D end. For, uh, and uh, with the way the Bears are looking to switch to 4-3, um, we're obviously going to need more pass rushers out there. And uh, I'd love to see the Bears try to pick up one in the early rounds, if not late rounds, as we do have limited picks. And uh, I think if we can hit on a late-round pass rusher like we do, like Pace did with Travis Gibson um, a couple years back, it would be a huge benefit to the Bears' defense. Absolutely. And before we close this off, I mean, we're not disregarding defense by any means. I think you and I have a similar mindset coming into this where Ryan Pulse said that Justin Fields is going to be uh, the the primary focus in Chicago. He said he's going to build through the draft. So uh, leaning offense seems like the route that the Bears are going to end up going. Uh, which is why you can see us being so offense dominant in a lot of these mock drafts with wide receivers, offensive linemen. It just makes sense. And the bears have uh, have to address needs at those positions. So not disregarding the defense, uh, but that still should be a strong unit, even after losing some guys like Danny Trevathan, as well as the obvious big one, Khalil Mack. So thank you guys so much for tuning into episode number 181 of Uncut. Your guys' support on the draft content, especially these mock drafts, have been absolutely incredible. So if you haven't already, drop a like, subscribe, follow wherever you are listening. Uh, we're going to keep bringing you Bears draft content all week, as well as Bears content throughout the entirety of training camp and the entirety of the 2022-2023 regular season. If you want more content outside of the podcast, the link to our website is down in the description, beardown.com. If you want to find the podcast on social media, you can find it on Instagram and Twitter at Down. And finally, you can find the links to all of our personal social media pages down in the description for myself as well as my co-host, Parshaw. It's another great way to interact with us. And you can see our thoughts on all things Bears, the entirety of the National Football League, as well as all of Chicago sports. Parshaw feels good to be back again and getting the reception that we are. The NFL draft just kicking off in a short 72 or so hours away. Any last words before we sign off here? Yeah, super excited about the NFL draft. Um, you know, the Bears do not have a first-round pick, uh, but it's always fun to watch the first round regardless. And this year, there's a lot more uncertainties compared to last year. So definitely excited about that. Um, I mean, looks like the Jaguars aren't going to take Aiden Hutchinson at one anymore. So uh, lots, lots of news. Honestly, I'm happy that's happening because he was just at Michigan and now gets to go to Detroit. I'm not happy that the Bears have to face him, but I do think it makes for a cool storyline. Definitely makes for a cool storyline. Um, you know, I think Aiden Hutchinson would be a great player, so Detroit's definitely going to get lucky at two for landing him. Uh, but, yeah, like Chris said, uh, the Bears are going to be picking twice on Friday, and uh, definitely tune in for that and maybe a possible live stream or something. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, most definitely feels good to be back. Uh, as you mentioned, there's a lot of – it seems like a lot is unpredictable this year. I saw a video last year. Uh, taken in the Carolina Panthers draft room of Matt Rule, basically perfectly listing out the first 10 or so picks of the draft. So uh, there's been a lot of uh, players rising up and down the boards. Uh, there has been a lot of inconsistencies in these mock drafts, but uh, regardless, hopefully there will be some talent there for the Bears to continue to bolster this offense first and foremost. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for showing the support recently. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Maltby and Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. We'll see you in the next one. Peace out.